Genre. Hello and welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we review and analyze and discuss the film Back to the Future Part 3. Uh, one head-sizing minute at a time. I'm uh, Nick Amenez in the news. <laughs> I'm Scott Corelli and joining us again, Crystal Beth, welcome back. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Happy to have you back. And today we are going back to Minute 69, nice, which uh, starts with... Uh, the mortician measuring Marty's height and ends with Doc and Marty uh, doing some escapades at night. Yeah, no, I like the little I like that the mortician, he measures Marty with like his hand to his chest. Yes. Uh-huh. He just like walks back into his shop with his exact measurements. <laughs> OK, that's one of my so favorite he- parts, though. Remember when I was like, there's a part in this movie that really, really gets me going for this mortician guy and it's the way he measures his head and like kind of lifts up and walks away i don't know why mm-hmm. i mean he looks pretentious as hell but there's something about it you're in yeah. there you're feeling it yeah really it really seems like he should be running uh, a hotel that kevin McAllister is staying at in new york <laughs> yeah. he does or or turning in taking the form of that of a bat or a dog <laughs> Flying away. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like the fake um, Bella Lugosi bat where it's like on mm-hmm. a string. So we have talked a lot about Marty and Doc switching roles in this movie where yes. Marty has has become uh, the Doc role and Doc has become the Marty role. And uh, I mean, it never becomes more apparent than in this moment when they switch lines. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Marty says, great, Scott. And Doc says, I know this is heavy. I love yeah. it. It's one of my favorite parts of this movie. Because yeah. they each sell it, too. It's really fun. They do. It's, it's, it's a very organic. They're not doing it because they're supposed to. It's like he says, great, Scott, because he's and he says that's heavy because that's what he wants to say. It's not because they're like, oh, well, you said that. So I'm going to say that or I'm right. going to say this because they wrote it in the script. It feels real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost, it's like, it's like, do you ever find yourself adopting mannerisms or phrases of people you're, you hang out with a lot? Oh, I don't absolutely. know what I am. I don't know who I am because I take so much from other people. Because if, if you guys I, do something I think is funny, I'm going to start doing it. And I don't know where I start and other people begin in my life. It's so yeah. sad. There was there was a good there was a good like three to six months, Nick, where I was saying dope like uh, like two hundred percent more than I ever had before in my entire life. Really? Because I was talking because I was talking to you so much. Yeah. Wow, that's the most romantic thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> I copy movies a lot too, especially when I was younger. Mostly, mm-hmm. not so much anymore. But when I was younger, oh, sure. I would respond back with movie quotes, but without actually quoting it by trying to make it mine. But like, say someone like looked up from under their eyes and like bit their lip and said something, if they were trying to be cute, that's how I would try to be cute. It's not cute, but I would take things from movies. And with the fifth element, 
and uh, definitely mostly the fifth element in Star Wars. A lot of my facial reactions came from those two movies. Wow. Huh. Yeah. The fifth element and Star Wars have a lot of really iconic facial expressions. They do. Mm-hmm. So stylized. It's true. I could see my childhood whenever we go minute by minute. Oh, that's it's, interesting. It's the weirdest thing. I'm like, this is, oh God, I make, I made that face. I thought I was so cute. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> is it mostly like Bruce Willis faces? or is it A lot. Like- yes. Yes. Wow. You, I didn't want to say it, but you're absolutely right. When Bruce Willis Sorry. laughs at the mugger and says, that's a really nice hat. When someone would make me laugh and I would try to be like straight in my face afterwards, I would use that facial expression. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, no, really. Wow, like, you, or have whatever like mind, you have like a mind palace. I do have a mind palace. It's a scary <laughs> one. It's just all movies. <laughs> it's like a mind blockbuster. Oh, it is. Oh, are you, are you just like Marty, like hanging in front of a mirror and you just like quote movies and look at your face? I, I used to. Now I... <laughs> look in the mirror and I'm like, oh God, this is still my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I really like this, this swap of these two lines. A yeah, lot. it's fun. I, yeah. I think, I think it's really fun. And I think it, it sort of hammers home like the theme of this movie of them having switched places and everything. You um, know, in an age of, I, I know, I know I say this again and again, but like, in an age where there are so many like trilogies and series and sagas and whatnot, there's something to be said about this is the final chapter of this trilogy. And it's mostly like really playful and fun. Yes, like mm-hmm. it is. There's there's no like end of the world prophecy or like two armies amassing. It's just like just two guys just trying to like save each other or you know, I don't know. Oh, God. yeah it's, yeah I'm, I'm really digging how like fun this is i'm I, like i have a feeling i almost feel like movies aren't kind of or blockbusters aren't really allowed to have that kind of playful tone anymore or just no. like hey you know what this isn't the end of the world we're just gonna just do one more movie right or worse the most annoying thing in the entire universe when you're watching a movie and instead of ending the movie and relying on your good writing and characters to make people want to see the sequel, you leave it open ended. Uh, end yeah. your movies, mm. end them, end your movies. For instance, Back to the Future One, that movie ends and gets you ready for another one. Back to the Future Two, that movie ends, but gets you ready for another one, as opposed to just leaving it, for instance, I don't know if either of you saw Warcraft, but it was a pretty decent <laughs> movie. I, I did enjoy yes, it. Yes, it was. I saw Warcraft. Yes, and it was good. And I never played Warcraft, but I'm very familiar with it. And instead of ending that movie, they had five openings. So yeah. literally the movie's just bleeding out at the end, <laughs> as opposed to writing and hoping that people like the characters. Because I yeah. did. And I would have watched the second one, but now that I'm like, oh God, I have to, it's kind of a, rather than like, rather than finishing a story, but hinting at more to come, it just did the latter. Right. Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, they ended that movie, but they left it open for more. Not many do that anymore. I mean, all of the Avengers, anything by Marvel, they end movies well, 
but they open it in the post credits. Perfect. Do that. I love yeah. that. Don't give me a, I mean, besides Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings can do that, but well, because Lord it. of the Rings is like, that wasn't an ongoing thing. You, you go, you went in knowing, Hey, this is going to be a three part experience. Yeah. And the books end that way. Yeah. Well, and even, even then, like the movie was restructured from the books in order for them to have movies, like oh, in yeah, order for yeah. them to the, be satisfying, you know, cinematic experiences. Sure. Yes, yeah. So. Like, like, like two towers, like Helm's deep is the emotional climax of that film. Yes. Right. Even though um, if they were following the book, it would have been like, like the, the hobbits, like coming up against the, the spider thing. Yeah. Right. Um, and they're and like, you know what? We, we can just push this to the next one. Yes. Mm -hmm. No big deal. And in the book, the Ents were a story that Mary and Pippin told as opposed to you actually being able to see the battle. So they changed just enough things that it's okay. But this is not the Lord of the Rings podcast. <laughs> this is Back to the Future 3. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I really think that, you know, I think what this movie's missing is just a giant light that shoots into the sky that's like sucking the whole universe yeah. into it. We have to close <laughs> the portal. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what this movie's missing. <laughs> also, uh, Marty's blood being like the key to like some sort of right ancient prophecy. Yeah, I agree. Ugh, that's what the picture is. That's the key to the ancient prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I uh, I got to say, really not liking how much Marty's into guns now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, he's really into guns. Like, his argument where he's just like, Doc is just like, what are you doing carrying that gun around? He's just like, he's just like, well, you know, I, I don't want anything to happen. I don't want anything to happen, but if somebody does something does happen, I want to be ready. And it's like that's every gun owner's argument. That's like mm -hmm. yeah, he's, he's, and, he's being every good guy with a gun right now. And especially, especially the people who want to like carry like all mm -hmm. the time. That's yeah, like always their target. argument. It's like when that shooter comes in that movie theater, I want to be able to take him out in the dark when no one can see. Uh huh. And he's just. He's blindly shooting, but I'll be able to see because I'll also have night vision goggles or whatever the hell they think that they're going to do. <laughs> like this, this argument is just like that. And it makes me very uncomfortable. Yes. And well, I, I have, uh, I'm one of the rare Northeastern ultra liberal, liberal people that I believe in gun control, but I think that everyone should be able to have a gun. I was raised shooting guns at a very young age. I understand their power. I understand how to use them. I have mandatory weapons training with both my dad and my boyfriend's dad. Like, I know how to use and handle a weapon. And if you know how to use and handle it, you understand how scary it is. So in general, if you know it, you're going to treat it better. What scares me about Marty is that he is this guy that gets a gun and suddenly thinks he knows how to use it. I would be so in trouble if... My dad or John's dad saw me playing around with a gun, like how he was mm -hmm. doing in the mirror. He mm -hmm. doesn't treat the gun the way someone that respects a gun should treat it. And that's what scares me. That's yeah, scary, he, like, he treats the gun like like his gun at the 7-Eleven arcade. Like, right. It's it's not it, he's not treating it as like a death machine, right? <laughs> like, which it is. It's a death machine. It brings right. it's a harbinger of death. That is what guns do. Yes, yeah. they can protect you. 
it's going to do more harm than good. We don't need guns for protection anymore. We don't live in the wilderness or we're not part of militias. You need to, okay, you need to take care of your gun. You need to know what your gun does and you need to respect it. And he's not respecting it. No. <sighs> it's it's just, it freaks me out a little bit. It makes me really uncomfortable, like his whole attitude toward this gun now. Yes, I, I 100% agree. And I think that before he got that gun, the guy that just gave it to him should have taught him how to use it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean... I mean, in the movie, you know, like he he gets the gun and then he like shoots it and gets like bullseye targets like crazy because he learned at 7-Eleven, which isn't a thing. I don't think the laser guns at the at, at in the arcade games are uh, street accurate. Like, I just don't I don't I don't think that they work the same way. And we talked about that. But uh, as far as like the movie is concerned. He learned everything that he needed to learn, I guess, at 7-Eleven. And so now he knows how to shoot a gun. But, right. Uh, yeah. Yes, in Marty's defense, if I may, if I may just offer the Marty defense, is okay. he is immersed in this Wild West world and has been and has had a threat upon his life made. So, like, and he's 17, his, his adrenaline's a-going, a and maybe he's kind of trying to counteract that by trying to like, you know, get, get psyched about it or, you know, really mm -hmm. kind of, okay, well, if I'm here, I might as well get into that wild west mindset, you know? Yeah. Mm. Cause uh, I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be like this when he gets back to Hill Valley, but to me, he just seems like an aggressive and we know that, you know, he, he, he likes to, his reputation is very important to him. Cause like, I mean, that's why, you know, even the doc kind of calls him out on it. He's like, well, you can't just freak out every time someone calls you yellow or chicken. And he's like, ah, I, I really I'm, like that I'm part too. Yeah. I yeah, think that's that a great. very poignant when someone, it's like when someone finally tells you something that's been bothering them about you and <laughs> yeah. you get like, kind of upset about it, but then you start reflecting on your life and you're like, oh no, I'm uh, kind of a piece of shit sometimes. I'm so yeah. sorry. And you can work your way to fix it. This is, this is, I think, one of the first times that someone says it to him in a caring way. Like in a yeah. worried, like Doc is in love and worried. I mean, he's not in love with Marty. He loves Marty, but like he's in love, but he's got that like extra emotion with him. So he's so yeah. real with him. I think this is the most real that he's ever been with Marty. Like, yes, this, yeah. th this this has nothing to do with time travel adventures or the space time continuum. It's just like a friend telling another friend, like, look, you have to start getting this under control because it's going to get you in trouble. Yes. Right. And it's interesting. It's good. I really like it. Mm -hmm. And I, I have written in my notes that, uh, He's that, that doc is so serious and sad when he slips and tells Marty that he has an accident. And Marty's like, what? Yeah. No. And he's like, yeah. yeah, I had forgotten that Marty didn't know about the accident, that it was Jennifer who learned about the accident and that Marty didn't know about it. Drama, you guys. Yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten that. And, and so obviously, Doc, he learned about it when he was doing recon. Um, before coming back and grabbing Marty and Jennifer and bringing, bringing uh, them to the future. But 
yeah, so this is the first time that he's hearing about his accident. Which yeah. is uh yeah, it's it's interesting. And yeah, I, I I I do really like that moment of reflection at the end. Um we were talking with John about uh the moment of reflection after he talks to the McFlies at the party and how they don't allow him to have that moment of reflection because he has to say, like when she says you ought to be thinking about the future, he's like, I think about it all the time. And like, it sort of took away from the moment because it made it a joke, but here they don't do that. They, uh, they let him have that reflecting moment and doc just leaves him there in the street. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're going to sit here and you're going to think about what I said. Okay. No. That's good. Um, and then we cut to uh, later that night. I don't know where they are. Me neither yet. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet no. we will tomorrow. I don't know where. Well, uh, no, we won't because. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know where they are. Um, but I, I do like this little ramp that they're building. They're doing an oil fun. change, right? Uh, just changing no. the oil right no I'm, I'm kidding yeah. I'm kidding <laughs> okay yeah yeah he's, he's so yeah, worried I, I know you're like, like uh did you watch the movie <laughs> no he's like tightening some he's tightening some bolts on this ramp thing um but uh yeah I don't know I, I guess this is what they've been working on all day it I always I always find it like I, I find it weird transitions like this because you know, we're going to find out what they're talking about in tomorrow's minute. But like, you know, they were just talking about one thing and then we cut to both of them again. Like they were together and they separated. And now we're cutting to yeah, them and together like they, and again. They, and they separated on a heavy moment. Yeah. So it's weird just to see them hanging out again already. Like nothing happened. Yeah. It's a little weird. I feel like there's like a scene with Clara missing between these two scenes or yeah. something where she's like, where's your little Canadian friend? And he's like, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> he's mad at me. He's mad at me. We had a fight. <laughs> I just worry yeah. about him so much. <laughs> and then he makes me feel like I'm uh, bad for doing that. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that's, that's all I've got for this minute. I think, um, Crystal, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Crystal Beth. You can also find my Movies by Minute podcast, The Fifth Element, on Twitter at Fifth Element. You can listen to our episodes on iTunes or on thefifthelement.com. And I also co-host a video game. Uh, what is that? What do I do? Oh, yeah, podcast. Video game podcast <laughs> that you can... Uh, who am I? Uh, listen to on iTunes or uh, we stream live on Twitch at 6 p.m. at twitch.tv slash unlimited lives radio. And you can find us at duelinggenre.com where we do all sorts of podcasts. Our pride and joy is Geek by Night, Nick and I's original podcast series about uh, five friends who work at a comic book store together and get superpowers. Uh, and it's, uh, it's like a, you know, like a comedy show, comedy adventure show. Um, so, uh, go, go check that out and check out all of our podcasts at duelinggenre.com, including the doctor's companion, which I believe is back next week. Um, so. Oh shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cause uh, new episodes start airing next week. So I haven't um, thought about doctor who 
in like weeks. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're about to think about it every oh, week. Oh man, I just remember um, doing that. So, uh, so, so, be on the lookout for that because that show should be coming out some coming back like next week or the week after as we start talking about the new season of uh, Doctor Who. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about Minute 70. 